Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Online. A lot of controversy about Frankie Boyle. Of course, there's always controversy about Frankie Boyle. Remember, he cracked jokes about Down syndrome children some time ago and people didn't want him appearing at Phil and Fobel. Uh, as a result of that, he's popular. There's no question or doubt about it. He appears at gigs and venues uh, not very far from here and he packs them in. He puts the bums on seats and people tend to like him. Uh, just in case you weren't aware of who he is, he's a very popular, very successful Scottish comedian, Frankie Boyle. And he's raised hackles because of what he said recently. I think it was the one night there over the weekend. Uh, it was on BBC Two programme. I've never seen the programme, but um, it is a BBC Two programme that he's on. And he made a joke. He made a joke about the IRA and much to the annoyance of Lord Tebbit, who, of course, was a former minister in the government with Margaret Thatcher. And he was caught and a, was, is a victim of the IRA and was caught in the, in the Brighton bombing. And, of course, uh, his wife uh, was caught in that, in that bomb, uh, leading to a, a, a immense uh, tragedy all round. Um, this is what Frankie Boyle uh, had to say on the telly. He was relating the conversation and the joke to the, to the Cabinet. This is what makes it relevant to Lord Tippett. I mean, she spent the weekend at Chequers with her worst enemies like Boris Johnson, Jacob Rees-Mogg, Michael Gove, Ian Duncan Smith, all in one place. Where the f are the IRA when you need them? <laughs> All these groups that keep getting back together. What about the guys that would really help us? So that's uh, Frankie Boyle. I think it's, it's at the tail end of that is he not only calling on the, you know, the IRA, as in go going back and looking back through the mists of time but he's he's calling on dissident involvement I, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what the gist of his joke is uh, Fanula Meredith has been writing about this uh, Fanula good morning morning Frank um, Lord Tebbit is calling on the BBC uh, to really uh, ban this type of material and he he believes it, it shouldn't have been broadcast it's it's a program I'm not aware of so is it a recorded program or is it a live program I couldn't tell you. It's not a program I would watch myself. I'm very familiar with Frankie Boyle's humour. And I have to say, some of the things he said in the past, like, I have laughed at. But there's just, to my mind, too much really cruel, sick, deliberately offensive stuff for me to, to stomach it. And uh, so that's why I couldn't tell you what exactly the nature of his show is. But I certainly saw the clips that we're, we're talking about. And I, mean, I wasn't surprised. 
I mean, it can hardly be a shock to anyone that Frankie Boyle made a joke like this. I mean, he's made, it's like you said at the top there, you know, he's already kind of sneered at kids with Down syndrome. He made some kind of crack about Katie Price's disabled son. And he, he made a really awful so-called joke on Twitter about Madeleine McCann and, and Jimmy Savile. So I don't see why anybody should be surprised that he's now having a laugh about the IRA blowing up British Tories. For me, the question is not so much Frankie Boyle's type of humour, is why is the BBC, why does the BBC think that's okay, you know, to have a laugh about the IRA blowing people up? When you put it in the context, it's just a, a long list of reasons as to why... You know, I don't, I, I've never bought a Frankie Boyle ticket to go to to go to see him. I, I was first really aware of Frankie Boyle whenever I heard that he cracked a joke about a Down syndrome child, um, and that just made me dismiss him from the, the "a must see him" line with regards to to comedians. I have no interest whatsoever in supporting a comedian who laughs at disadvantaged people or people with disability or uh, people who maybe have huge advantages in comparison to Frankie Boyle. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I just can't, I can't embrace that. I knew about the joke that he made, and we've covered it here on the radio, uh, the joke about the uh, another uh, young child in, in, in relation to uh, Kitty Price. But um, I... I wasn't aware. You, that, that's new to me, and it, it's sort of making my stomach slightly churn that he, at some point, made a joke about Madeleine McCann and included Jimmy Savile in it. I, I, I simply don't even want to think about the violence, yeah. the violence of that. So he he goes on TV and he makes a joke about the IRA and the possibility of them sort of attacking attacking the cabinet. And I know Lord Tebbit is one of the most despised politicians that's ever come out of Britain in the eyes of many people. Totally despised by numerous people in, in Northern Ireland. But the man has a point here, doesn't he? Yeah, well, you don't have to be a fan of the Tories to think this was a sick joke that shouldn't have gone out in the BBC. That's the thing. You know, we live in such a... You know, fueled by social media, particularly, we live in such a, a, a divided society in every sense. So, you know, with this mentality, well, you're either with us or you're against us. So if you're a Frankie Boyle fan and you hate the Tories and you're going to laugh at this joke, well, no, actually, you know, a lot of us are capable of thinking for ourselves and thinking, yeah, of course, you know, definitely, you know, speaking from my point of view, absolutely no fan of the Tories. But I just think making making jokes about a terrorist organisation blowing Tories up in the light of the, the Brighton bombing and, and other stuff, or even just more generally. I mean, I, like, I don't think the BBC would allow a joke about the London Bridge attacks in 2017, those ISIS-inspired attacks. I don't think they would allow a, a joke about Joe Cox, the, the murdered Labour MP, and rightly so. There's something, this is not about censorship. I'm a free speech advocate. This is not about censorship. It's just some places you don't go with comedy on the BBC. Now, Frankie Boyle's a free man, and we live in a free society. If he wants to do any of these jokes, however sick some people may think them, at his own comedy gigs, well, you know, Far away, go on with it. You know, if people want to pay to go and hear that, that's up to them. But for me, my beef is why Why was it allowed to go out in the BBC? Is it possibly down to time, time passing? And I relate this to twice we've discussed on the radio here, the chanting of Ooh Up The Ra, which I, I know 10 years ago would not have been projected 
as acceptable by people who would have phoned this program. But now they do tend to think that it's it's absolutely okay, that it's only an old chant, it's a bit of crack, it's looking back, it's it's grown from our from our history. Is the passing of time making it easier for people to say things that's incredibly hurtful to victims, but they've forgotten about the victims. They just think there's a great ring to it. And the same with with your man, Boyle here. He thinks there's a a good old punchline in it. So the IRA haven't really been around for a long time. So we can now joke as we please. Yeah, I mean, I think there's that's a really good point about the passing of time. I think in some people's minds that somehow uh, excuses it or allows it or makes it more acceptable. But of course, I mean, there are loads of victims of of, of terrorism who are still alive here and and living with the consequences of that. And so it's a it's a it's a real issue that has not gone away. But I think it's just a bit too easy for for people to make the excuse of oh sure you know that's all over and done with. Well, for a lot of people it isn't over and done with. It's their daily reality in terms of the the psychological and physical wounds that, that they suffered. So I just think you know this idea of Frankie Boyle being this kind of swashbuckling guy that you know all his fans admire because he just will say anything. Well, actually, I bet you there's some things he won't say. Well, the, you know, my example of the, would he make a joke about the, the murder of the Labour MP, Joe Cox? You bet he wouldn't. And neither should he. You know, so I don't actually think he's he's quite so brave as some of his fans seem to think he is. Yeah, I've heard this said before, but people were sending through a list of things that he wouldn't joke about. And I'm not going to bring bring them up because quite mm-hmm. rightly he shouldn't joke about them. But he would he would feel ostracised if he made the jokes or he would feel threatened if he made the jokes and he's he's not going to be as you say as courageous if that is the word for it as he think mm. he thinks he is the bbc say frankie boyle's new world order was shown after 10 o'clock on bbc2 and its content is within audience expectations for a post watershed topical satirical program from a comedian whose style and tone are well established. Within the same programme, Frankie clearly acknowledges the brutality of the IRA activities. I'm not aware of what he said, and maybe we need to hear what he said about the brutality of the IRA. Does that get him off the hook? No, I don't think it does. Um, I was aware that he had made some further reference. I didn't watch that clip, but I saw that BBC statement um, I, I can't. I'm cynical about this. I can't help wondering if there was some fig leaf put in where he had some kind of, you know, minor crack uh, at the IRA later on, just so he could do the the joke at, at the top about um, blowing up Tories. You know, I just, I just think, what is the BBC really doing? You know, and I think the blame lies more with them than actually Boyle himself. Um, apparently, in 2015. Boy, Frankie Boyle was supposed to come back onto the BBC. This was a radio show he was supposed to be taking part in, but then um, that didn't appear. And according to Boyle himself, he, he gave an interview. Um, he said that that show was dropped because it included a joke about the IRA assassination of Lord Mountbatten. So what gives then? To the, if that's true, if that's true, what he's saying that the BBC weren't prepared to have a joke like that in 2015, but four years later. You know, no bother having a cheap gag about the slaughter of innocent people. Ah, that just does not sit well with me. 
We'll ask what the audience thinks. Uh, thanks very much, Felona. Felona Meredith uh, with us this morning. You can uh, read an article that she's written, by the way, in the Belfast Telegraph today on this. Uh, 02890 Is it acceptable to crack jokes on the BBC? Because, as Felona says, you know, people have freedom of speech and if they decide that they're going to crack a joke and uh, they think it's funny, well... We're not in a position to put gagging orders on individuals. But if we are paying a television licence and we're sitting watching the TV and we're paying Frankie Boyle's wages and you happen to be a victim of the IRA, do you expect to be insulted while you're sitting watching the television? That's really the question that we're asking. Uh, 02890331053. I see at least one person, a couple of other people making comments. One person just asked me to direct, directly, uh, Frank, could you educate us and tell us why uh, people despise Tebbit? Well, Norman Tebbit was one of the least popular Tory ministers uh, when he was in government, if you weren't supporting the Tories. Obviously, if you were a Tory or a Conservative, you may have thought, understandably, he got a lot of votes. You would have thought that Mr. Tebbit was an absolutely uh, wonderful gentleman, but he was unpopular with people who weren't Tories. And when he was Minister, Secretary of State for Employment, he famously told people to get on their bikes if they wanted to go and get a job. That was one of his famous uh, quotes. And of course, here in Northern Ireland, anyone involved in Republican circles saw Norman Tebbit as really the right-hand man in many ways to Margaret Thatcher. So Margaret Thatcher had many people in Northern Ireland viewing her as incredibly unpopular. Margaret Thatcher, by large sections of the population in Northern Ireland, was despised. Again, huge numbers of people supported Margaret Thatcher, but she was despised by many uh, people in Northern Ireland. And that's why I'm saying there, there are people who despised Norman uh, Tebbit. He certainly despised in Republican circles, especially uh, following the death of uh, Martin McGuinness, uh, when Norman Tebbit said that he's hoped that Martin McGuinness is parked in a particularly hot and unpleasant corner of hell for the rest of eternity. He said the world is now a sweeter and cleaner place following the death of of Martin McGuinness. So that's the explanation as to why uh, some people despised Norman Tebbit. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.